Good morning for Wednesday, July 5th, 2017. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. Few options after missile milestone. Carmakers cut American jobs as sales slump. And with voters riled, GOP senators lay low. In today's national headlines, arrests stun Iraqis who fled for their faith. Coast Guard faces challenges at the budget office and turning back time at an old cranberry bog. In this morning's business headlines, payments firm to consider two bids for merger. Plan for fuel in Hamburg is still short on drivers. And Uber is dealt a blow in European legal case. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Frank Bruni. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is a news analysis. It's written by David Sanger. Few options after missile milestone. When President-elect Donald Trump said on Twitter in early January that a North Korean test of an intercontinental ballistic missile capable of reaching the United States won't happen, there were two things he still did not fully appreciate. How close Kim Jong-un, the North's leader, was to reaching that goal, and how limited any president's options were to stop him. With North Korea's launch on Tuesday of what the administration confirmed was an intercontinental ballistic missile, the country has new reach. Experts said the North Koreans had crossed a threshold with a missile that could strike Alaska. Kim's missile test showed that a more definitive demonstration that he can reach the American mainland cannot be far away. But for Trump and his national security team, Tuesday's technical milestone simply underscores tomorrow's strategic dilemma. A North Korean ability to reach the United States, as former Defense Secretary William Perry noted recently, changes every calculus. The fear is not that Kim would launch a preemptive attack on the West Coast, that would be suicidal. And if the North's leader has demonstrated anything in his five years in office, he's all about survival. But if Kim has the potential ability to strike back, it will shape every decision Trump and his successors make about defending America's allies. This latest test suggests the United States may already be in range as well, and that, as one former top American intelligence official noted recently, would put enormous pressure on American missile defenses that few trust to work. Trump still has some time to act. What the North Koreans accomplished was a breakthrough, but not a vivid demonstration of their nuclear reach. Their missile traveled only about 580 miles, but it got there by making a 1,700-mile trip into space and re-entering the atmosphere, a flight that lasted 37 minutes by the calculation of the United States Pacific Command. Flatten that out, and you have a missile that could reach Alaska, but not Los Angeles. Perhaps that is why Trump has not issued any red lines the North Koreans cannot step over. So, what are Trump's options, and what are their downsides? There is classic containment, limiting an adversary's ability to expand its influence as the United States did against the Soviet Union. But that does not solve the problem. It's just a way of living with it. He could step up sanctions, bolster the American naval presence off the Korean peninsula, and accelerate the secret American cyber program to sabotage missile launches. 
but if that combination of intimidation and technical wizardry had been a success, Kim would not have conducted the test on Tuesday. Knowing that it would lead only to more sanctions and perhaps persuade China, it has no choice but to intervene more decisively. This is the second story on the front page. Carmakers cut American jobs as sales slump. Reported from Detroit by Bill Vlasic. After a prolonged recovery that culminated in two years of record sales, the American auto industry is slowing down. Automakers said sales dropped in June for a sixth consecutive month, falling by 3% from a year ago. As demand falls, there's less work in the nation's assembly plants. Last year, those plants hit a peak of 211,000 workers, a 55% increase since the depths of the recession in 2009. That figure has dropped by more than 2% so far this year to 206,000 workers in April, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. There has been a consistent reduction in plant output in the last six months, and what is ahead in the next six months could be pretty startling, said Ron Harbour, an auto manufacturing expert at the consulting firm Oliver Wyman. The decline signals at least a pause in Detroit's resurgence from the dark days of the financial crisis. It's happening despite President Trump's promises to pressure automakers to save and create good-paying American factory jobs. Industry analysts said consumers might be pulling back on spending because of tighter credit conditions and more expensive vehicle loans. The impact on employment is uneven, however, reflecting the evolving taste of American car buyers. With low gas prices motivating buyers to trade in traditional cars for larger models, factories making trucks and sport utility vehicles are humming. Even as overall vehicle sales declined in June, sales...